0: Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host Urban Lee. Each week you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. This is Urban
1: Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. Welcome. You can find information about the book at frombeertothebible.com. You can support Hampton Ministries at hamptonministries.org. We've got my good friend, Neil, with us today. Hey, Neil, how are you doing?
2: Everyone's good to see you, man.
1: Hey, man, you know, it's good to see you, brother, and it's good to be seen by you, and I appreciate all your hard work that you're doing. We start every program with a prayer, so we're going to pray. Let's go. Father, we thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your love. We ask that you continue to walk with, lead, guide, and counsel, Neil, along the path that you have in helping young men and all men Recover from drug and alcohol addiction. In Jesus' name, we pray. Neil, it is, like I said earlier, great to have you. Uh, Neil is a coach of Elevated Lifestyle Academy. Neil, tell us a little bit more about the academy.
2: So I originally was just, I wanted to be a life coach. Mm -hmm. And I have a background in recovery because I am in recovery. Yeah, So I'm a recovered alcoholic and addict. And I found a way to piece the two together. Yes, So I focus on working with young adult men, mainly young adult men, and helping them transition to a healthier lifestyle.
1: Oh man, that is awesome. And I know from the first time, Neil and I were introduced, full disclosure, through a really good friend of mine. And I was really impressed with Neil, his maturity level, the progress he had made mentally, physically, spiritually along his journey of recovery. Can you walk us through just a little bit of your testimony, Neil?
2: Sure. Thank you for that, by the way. It's mm-hmm. humbling True. to hear it coming from you. Um, you know, I, I struggled really, really hard, especially in high school and the years following high school. Mm-hmm. Um, started out just drinking and having a good time partying. Yeah. And it turned into a full-time gig, mm-hmm. uh, doing drugs, selling drugs, and pretty much just giving everything over to the disease of addiction. Yeah. I was an athlete. I went from being a full-time athlete to a full-time user. Yeah. And I just left all that behind. Uh fast forward, I ended up living on the streets. Yeah. And uh I had just I had really given everything to it. Mm-hmm. Was my family created distance. I could, they didn't want me around. Yeah. Um and just had no direction and no purpose. Yeah. And um when i was able to find recovery when i was when i decided to seek it and pursue recovery yep. it it took the state of texas to kind of intervene in my life <laughs> and today i'm really grateful for that right um so after a little vacation um i came home i was back to my senses and i reached out to a friend of mine mm-hmm. who was in a program a recovery program and mm-hmm. he kind of got me involved in it and from there it's just like my eyes opened up right and through recovery, I actually found God again. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was pursuing God, yeah. but for me personally, mm-hmm. working a 12-step program helped me get closer to Him. It gave me some direction, mm-hmm. and I needed things broken down and simplified. I just did, because my personality and who I am, I like to make things complicated. <laughs> I just did understand that, brother. So yes. that was... <laughs> You know when I when I got into it and I discovered that I love helping people, mm-hmm. I just kind of went from there.
1: Yeah. Well, talk to me a little bit because Neil, I I've met your mother, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we see we all have in our mind what an addict, an alcoholic looks mm-hmm. like, and normally we picture the guy under the bridge or the guy begging for money. Mm-hmm. But you and I are a testament to that's really not who is only affected by addiction. So talk about the impact on your family and the impact your family has had on your
2: recovery. Sure. Um, yeah, I think that was probably the most confusing thing for my family when I was getting into all that stuff is they didn't understand how this could happen. Mm -hmm. Why my son, Mm -hmm. you know, why our family We're Mm -hmm. in the church. We were in, me and my brother were in Christian schools. Mm-hmm. we were in team sports yeah not only we were were we involved but we were good mm-hmm. and we were good at what we did we had a lot of friends so we were really involved in the church and the school and team yep. sports um for me it's really it's simple when i look back mm-hmm. i had this emptiness yeah and i had some stuff going on some some emotional stuff that needed to be addressed separately yeah and i chose i needed that i wanted it to go away And I wanted my thoughts to slow down. Mm. And so I pursued substances and it worked Mm -hmm. right. Short term. It worked. Yeah. So I just kept chasing it. And you know, at that age, I didn't understand the addiction piece. Mm. I didn't understand that there's something about me. That's not like everybody else. Right. Yeah. And so it really tore my family apart because they were, and it hurt my brother, my siblings, I've uh, got two brothers yep. because the attention shifted to we've got to save Neil. Mm-hmm. And so my parents had all that stuff going on yep. and then, you know, it, it just, you neglect all other areas when you've got that going on. In yeah. House. Yeah. So.
1: Cause so many times, you know, we think when we're in our addiction that we're only hurting ourselves. Mm. And there's so much collateral damage that we do in our family, to ourselves, to our body, to our friends, our relationships, our business, our career. It's all this collateral damage. And one of the things that you said that that has really stuck with me is, you know, realizing that we're not quite like everybody else and, and being okay with that. Talk to me. about how you came to grips with that and how you deal with it on a daily basis
2: it was really frustrating that i couldn't control it yeah i spent the majority of my years in addiction drugs and alcohol trying to figure out how i'm going to manage this use Mm -hmm. because all these other people can drink normal yeah can drink normally they can stop yeah you know when sunday comes it's time to regroup Mm -hmm. get ready for monday yeah well i didn't you forget Monday. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's still the weekend. It's still the weekend. Yeah, yes. and and so and it and it talks about this in the program that I'm in. Yeah, it says this great obsession. Yeah, you know this fantasy that one day we'll be able to <laughs> drink like the rest of, them, or use like the oh, rest man. of, them. For and real. and accepting that. What I found in accepting that uh-huh. was what was once a curse is now my qualification to help guys like me. Yeah, and. it's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't need to understand it. Mm -hmm. I just need to understand that I need to stop trying to make it work. Yeah. And resign to the fact that God has a better way. Mm -hmm. And when I was able to come to that understanding and concede, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of giving in. Yes. Surrender. Yeah. The surrender. Mm -hmm. And it's that word. A lot of people don't like that. word. Man, for real. My hand is raised. Yes. You know, Mm-hmm. But in that surrender is victory, man. It, say it. it. It's so contradictory, but yeah. it's true. Yeah, that's where our victory lies is in surrendering. That your way's not the way, dude. Yes. it's all right. Yes, that that's good. It's
1: it's I call it bending the knee. Right yeah. when I got to rehab and I said, "Man, God, this isn't working. Uh, yes. I have to surrender." And you know this. It's a part of it for me was just wanting to be my own God and direct my own life and yeah. try to figure out. And and I will say it was jealousy and envy of those who could drink. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I just, like you said, just trying to figure out like, well, Lord, why can't I have six beers or five beers or one drink and be okay and continue on with my life? But much to my dismay, I never wanted the party to end. I wanted it. Yeah. I wanted it to keep going. So Neil, one of the things that I love about you is your ability and desire and passion to work with young men. So I want you to talk about the work that you're doing now with Mm -hmm. Elevated Lifestyle Academy. We love the name, by the way. Thank you. And then secondly, go into how you, what's your rhythm of living and how you stay sober today. Okay
2: what I do is I, I focus on working with these guys and the reason that I work with this age group these younger guys is mm-hmm. because they're difficult yeah and a lot of people struggle with uh, connecting with these guys mm-hmm. for whatever reason God put that in my life to where I'm just I have the ability to connect yes and and I understand how they feel and I understand where they're at yeah one of the most difficult things for guys who are young and trying to to live a lifestyle recovery is it's not very attractive no and they don't see the appeal to it it's <laughs> yeah. like well why you know right. and that doesn't look like fun no and everybody else my age is doing this mm-hmm. okay well we gotta we gotta get away from that everybody else thing mm-hmm. because there's actually a lot of folks just like us yes and this is the best my life has ever been and mm-hmm. I, I wish i had gotten it earlier. Yeah. And uh, it opens the doors to everything else we want to do. Mm -hmm. And when I discovered that, and and so it's a good thing for these guys to see a guy who like me, who has tattoos in the Mm -hmm. gym and I like being successful, man. Yeah. I think everybody likes being successful. Yeah. I like to wake up and know what happened last night and know where I'm going. (laughs) Isn't that a wonderful thing when you start waking up and you can recall everything you did. It's beautiful. Well, have you ever woken up in the bushes? Because yeah. I haven't. That's not normal, <laughs> right? <laughs> and having to tell someone you you slept in the grass or slept in the yard and you don't know whose yard, right? Or in the, in the back of your car, or you yeah. wake
1: up in some strange hotel, like who's this? Uh, yeah, all of that. And isn't it amazing though? We thought at that time that we were having fun and we yeah. were having a good time, and and we didn't want to give that up for the life that you and I both have now, right?
2: You know. I think we have this misunderstanding that escaping the pain is a good time. Yeah. No, yeah. that's just barely scratching the surface yeah. of normal. Yeah. And if we could only see then that if we can get to normal mm-hmm. or regular, just feeling normal, mm-hmm. then that's actually the pathway to a better life of enjoying life. You know? Yeah. But the way I stay sober now is I, you know, the first things first, I connect with God. Mm -hmm. Every day. That's the first thing I do. And I ask God what he's, what he has for me, Mm -hmm. ask him to show me what he would have me do. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I said this to another guy I spoke with recently. He said, what's the biggest difference? I said, well, my life used to be, what can I get out of it? Yeah. And now it's what do I have to contribute. Mm -hmm. And just that simple shift in my approach to life has changed everything. Yeah. You know
1: that. And that's, what's so amazing because One of the common denominators that I noticed when I was in rehab is, as you hear guys tell their story. You see this pattern of self-centeredness and selfishness that is prevalent in most addicts, right? Mm -hmm. And then you watch them recover and then you see them become these selfless people working with others. And then you see the Lord, Transforming not only them, but transforming their lives, and you watch a person who may have been selfish and self centered become selfless and giving and become a good example to others yeah. of of what Christ calls us to do love one another and love one another as yourself and you touched on the point of we can't see one of the things when I look back in my addiction is. I said, man, how could I be? How could I be so blind? Mm -hmm. Like in the Bible, I was blind, but now I see. And now that I see, I'm like, this is really the good life. I thought what I was doing and my behavior was the good life, but it wasn't. And for our listeners out there who have a son who may be suffering from addiction, I highly recommend Neil. And I think Neil, um, is relevant and resonates that's the word i'm looking for resonates and connects with young people because he's authentic you know you're real and you're transparent and you speak truth and i tell people when i work with young people and the young guys that work alongside me what i see them respond to is when i'm transparent Mm-hmm. whether that's good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. When I give them truth, but I give them truth and love. Right. Yeah. And one of the things I noticed about you and your style is that's what you do. Yep. So I, I want our listeners to know, don't be afraid to reach out to you because you can, you can help their young son, um, begin the journey to recovery. Right. Mm-hmm. and, Talk a little bit about, there's always this big misconception around, you know, rehab and the AA program, but talk about what it's like to, to be in a program, to go to an AA meeting and, and just recovery in itself.
2: Yeah. It's, it's weird when you go from the party atmosphere and that environment of where everybody's just as you around to see what they can use you for. Yeah. You know, if you're not of any value to them or their motives, you know, they'll pretty much leave you where you're at. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, you, I mean, it's a, no, it was a normal thing for me to, they call it being left on red. Uh-huh. You know, someone just say they're going to call and they just flake and yeah. people would just leave me hanging. Yeah. And, uh, or, they were there when I had something to offer, especially when I was selling narcotics. Mm-hmm. Everyone was around. Yeah. You know, I could go friend. wherever, get rides whenever. <laughs> Didn't matter what time of day. Yeah. But when I lost those things, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, it was just crickets. Yeah. Um, and now the fellowship is huge. Yeah. You know, having people that genuinely just care yep. and want to know how they can help you mm-hmm. and, uh, they understand. Mm -hmm. that's the other thing and you talked about it that love piece and that's what's different about the way i coach and i always warn everybody when when i'm speaking and talking about what i do Mm -hmm. it may sound a little weird but i love on these guys yeah man i love them like a brother yes i love them like a son and that's what god does for us that's what my dad did for me yeah and by the way if it wasn't for the way my dad loved me i'd be lost yeah i really don't know if i would have made it out of that yeah. Uh, that whole mess. And so I try to love these guys. I let them know. I understand. I let them know I'm there for them and I follow through. Yeah. Because we can all thing. say a whole lot. Yeah. But what do we do? You know, yeah. what do our actions say? Yeah. And,
1: and I, I, we too many times when we're dealing with our children or young people, we believe that they are l- really listening to what we're saying, but actually they're watching what you do. you're watching your behaviors and your follow through and your follow up. And I think sometimes we take that for granted because I know in my own life with my, my nephews, we don't have children, but we have my nieces and nephews and they were watching my behavior. And sometimes, you know, when I was in my active addiction, it wasn't that great. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm glad that through God's grace that they get to see me, now versus then mm-hmm. right um talk about your the importance of god in your life and the role it plays in your sobriety you touched on it earlier but i want you to go a little bit deeper
2: one of the most difficult things for me was and i this is when i'm still in my addiction still drinking mm-hmm. i had no idea where i was going to start mm-hmm. i understood mm-hmm. that everything i was doing was destructive. I yeah. get that, but yeah. where do I go? Yeah, And by looking at these godly principles, it gave me a blueprint. Yeah. It gave me a simple structure of living, mm-hmm. gave me some principles to build a foundation upon, and it gave me a direction. Mm-hmm. And when I started following those things and pursuing those things and applying them to my everyday life, mm-hmm. I all of a sudden had a purpose and a direction, mm-hmm. and then it just just gradually grew from there, and mm-hmm. I had some momentum. You know, and the other thing I want to say about these young guys, if you meet them where they're at, Mm -hmm. it changes everything. A lot of these guys think that they have to do something to get your approval or do something to get you to care. That's not how I work, man. Yeah. it's wherever you're at because God does that for us.
1: Yes. Yes. But too, too many times I think even in religion and churches, there's this perception that we have to get it all. Together and then go to God. God's like, no, 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 no. Come and be in relationship with me. Come and be in relationship with me. And I know you see this a lot. So I have to ask this question What is the impact of a lot of guys now growing up without a father Mm. and how they relate
2: to God? Tony Evans says it best. He talks about your. Children's idea of God is very dependent on their idea of you mm-hmm. as a father. Mm, that's good. And if they don't have that, yeah, then what do you think they think of God? Right? Do they think of Him at all? Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, they're lost. Yeah, they're lost. And it's not to say that single mothers can't. I know some amazing women who are single yeah, mothers. Without question, you know, God I was bless raised. Them. Yeah, yeah, you know it. Yeah, but you know, with both parents in the home and with the, as men, we need fathers and we need to know how to treat women and we need to hear it from another man. Yeah. So it's just so significant.
1: No, I, I agree. And I always tell people I was reared and raised by three wonderful, amazing women. Right. And my dad was in my life and that really helped. But we see so many young guys now without a father. And then, there's this correlation when I said, Well, what you know, how's your relationship with Christ? And they're like you get a blank stare, right? Yeah. And and we have to walk them through. And we're coming up on a close, but take us out and talk to the families out there who you have young men in addiction and what advice you would give them to. It's, it's really
2: important, important to have a- You know, a male role model that's going to speak truth in their life and give them Mm -hmm. directions. They can understand the importance of what it means to be a man of honor, you know, respect and why these things are beneficial to them because a lot of these guys just don't see the point. They don't see the purpose. That's right. And so if you don't have that, I think it'd be really beneficial to get them in a place to where they can have some, some men really speak into their lives and give them some guidance.
0: Mm hmm.
1: And and one of the things, Neil, that I love about you is that you do that Mm -hmm. and we need to save our young men. We want to help all those who are suffering from addiction. But it is so important to save young men because young men are going to be the head of the household. And I had a guy tell me if we start saving the young men, we start Saving families, entire families. And if you look at what's happening in the world, our enemy, Satan, is purposely destroying the family, right? The fabric, the makeup of the family. So that's why we love you and we love the work that you're doing. And we're going to have more with Neil on the other side.
0: We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit hamptonministries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee.
1: Welcome back. This is Irvin Lee, host of From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. More information about Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. We're going to close out with Neil. We're going to yield the floor, Neil, so you can talk about where... Those who have children or a son who's suffering from drug and alcohol addiction can find you.
2: Sure. The best way to get an idea of what I do as far as services are concerned would be to go to my website, yep. elevatedlifestyleacademy.com. Got some videos on there that explain a couple of the services I offer. Um, social media, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. On Instagram, it's elevatedlifestyle underscore academy. Yep. And on Facebook, it's elevatedlifestyleacademy. Every Monday, I post a new video talking about principles that that I've applied to my life and why they're important and how I implement those. This gives people an idea of how I operate and who I am as a person. Um, Transparency, man. Man,
1: I, I love it. And brother, may God continue to bless, lead you and use you to heal his young men because they need it. And we need you to continue to. Stay passionate and mm. stay the course and Thank keep the you. faith and and do it. And we highly recommend, Neil, to all of those who are out there who have a young son who needs coaching and help down the path of recovery. Thanks for having me. And I want to leave you today with the love. I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly
0: bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's com.